I'm going to play for you a tune that I call Black Man's Cry. One, two, three. Yes, yes, you are tuned in to the Rage Podcast with me, your host, H. Soul. I hope everyone is having a fantastic week thus far. As for me, so far, so good. This is that Tuesday drop, that Tuesday release. Hopefully you've been waiting for this one. If not, you should have been, because it, again, is pure fire. Today, we'll be speaking with Dr. Ronald Hall, who is a professor at Michigan State University. The reason why I'm so excited about this particular interview, we are doing a series called Caucasity. Caucasity is inspired by the various institutions and social interactions that people of color have with white people in general, white women in particular. The reason why we focused on white women in particular in this is because there seems to be this this schism or this gulf that is created between white women and, and progressive movements. And so we brought in a series of experts to help break down where the problem lies, both historically and now, and ways that we can move beyond, if indeed we can move beyond, the schism where white women ultimately choose race over the other oppressive factors that unite them with Uh, the masses of people who are seeking freedom, liberation, and justice. And so join us today. Dr. Hall is is coming on, and he he wrote an article, and the article caught my eye, and I said, this is somebody that we need to talk to. We got to get a microphone in front of this guy. He wrote an article called White Women as a Postmodern Vehicle of Black Oppression. The title alone, White Women as a Postmodern Vehicle of Black Oppression. And in this article, he really focuses on the academy and how white women are used in the academy to oppress and to uh, quiet and in in some cases circumvent uh, black voice, uh, especially black female voice. And so he goes deep into that article. But as as far as academia goes, he's like the the white whisperer of doctors in the the academy. And so we're bringing him on today. We're going to have an interview with him coming up just shortly. I just want to set the context for you so we can hop right into it. Thank you for joining us. Let me tell you now, if you can, uh, if it's too long in between uh, podcast drop. Make sure you go to our social media to catch up with what it is that we're talking about. You can find us at The Rage Podcast. That's on Facebook. That's on Twitter. And yes, the Grams. We're there as well. So I want you to hold on to your seats. We're going to take a deep dive into Caucasity and our interview with Dr. Ronald Hall of Michigan State University. You are tuned in to Rage. Let's get this work. about to go back. 
um, my first question to you uh, is centered around uh, I came across your work uh, first through a paper that you've written in regards to white women and scholarship inside uh, of academia and uh, the role that they have played traditionally. Uh, can you talk a little bit about what brought you to, to write that paper and, and, and what it's premised on? Well, I became interested in the issue of racism in this country because it's been such a significant part of my life experience. But when people hear the term race or racism, uh, they usually think that it's nothing new and, and that they've heard it all. And I considered the fact that white women were participants in the racist oppression of black people, but that never gets entered into the academic discourse. Uh, we talk about the Ku Klux Klan, the KKK. Everyone's aware of their history, but there was also a female counterpart populated by white women called the WKKK. And they were advocating for the discrimination and otherwise oppression of black people in general or all non-white people. Their position was that they were superior due to their being white. And I think that could be described as the predecessor of the feminist movement. And today you have similar implications by white women, never admitted or acknowledged directly. But if you look at many of the goals and the aspirations of a lot of your feminist activists, they don't pertain to women if they're not white women. So I think that motivated some women of color to start a new movement, which they refer to as womanism. And some would argue that there's an element of feminism that is destructive and oppressive to the black community and that is also anti-male. Uh, those who aspire to womanism are not anti-male and they are motivated by keeping the black family in particular together. Now that's not to say that we don't need allies and it's not to say that all white women are uh, in opposition to black progress, but there is an element, a definite element there that is currently existent, currently active, and it just doesn't get addressed or acknowledged. And so I was motivated to try to read between the lines and provi provide people with a more well-read element of this activist discourse that no one wants to talk about. Well, in, in, in following up on that, when you talk about the, which I've never heard of until I read your paper about the women of the KKK, although I knew the women were involved with the KKK, I didn't know they had their yeah. own separate wing. Yes. In modern day society, that would be described as, you know, Tea Party folks or people coming from the far, far right. But the way... Uh, the way that you're, you're, you're speaking about it is that the actual inheritors of that um, that discourse is actually feminists who tend to land on the liberal left. 
And so how do you reconcile uh, the, uh, the historic uh, female KKK with uh, the alignment that you seem to be making with the current uh, liberal left white woman? Well, I've always said that we take this position that conservatives are pro-racist and liberals are anti-racist. And I don't, I don't believe that. They just have their nuanced ways of condoning or otherwise advocating for racists. Uh, Conservatives are more direct and explicit in their discourse, their policies uh, that they support. Uh, more liberal or more left uh, advocate in their rhetoric for equality, but that's not carried out in the political positions they support, uh, and in particular in the policies that they advocate for. So they don't necessarily, that as liberals, go out and have a direct confrontation regarding African Americans, but they put their resources and all of their energies in the policies that have little or nothing to do with African American advancement. Their total objective is to couch and frame all of the oppressive discourse in a gender context. And so, by default, liberals are, in many instances, just as responsible for the oppression of black people as are conservatives who are more direct. And so you spawn the movement of womanism because that fact is recognized. You made a statement uh, that was that struck me very hard yesterday, and I wanted to follow up on, on that statement. You said that white women are the only oppressed people that sleep with their oppressors. So can you, can you articulate what you mean by that uh, in greater detail? With respect to white women sleeping with their oppressors, I can't think of any other oppressed population across race, ethnicity, geography, who are persons who sleep with their oppressors, and I say that metaphorically. What I, what I mean by that is there's a dynamic of intimacy with regard to women being oppressed in a patriarchal society that is non-existent with other populations. So to make a long story short, what we're talking about here, white women complain about males in an oppressive patriarchy but those males that are responsible for black and white female oppression are the sons, the brothers, the fathers, and the husbands of those who oppress us all. So there's an element of responsibility I don't think that white women have been willing to accept because they rear the people. They bring up those males in this patriarchy who oppress us all. They've never acknowledged that and never taken responsibility for that. And perhaps if they did so and directed their activism toward their own male folk, we might be further along in resolving some of these issues. Tactical nuke incoming! 
Rage Podcast with your host, H. Soul. So there it is. You just got finished listening to part one of two-part interview with Dr. Ronald E. Hall, professor at Michigan State University, speaking on all things mental health, black-white conflict, organizational and race relation issues, and diversity, i.e., I call him our white whisperer, helping us to understand all things racial. Want to really thank him and look forward to part two of this interview. Listen, if you thought part one was fire, wait until you hear part two. Wait until you hear part two. And so I want to thank everyone for joining us in the meantime and in the between time make sure that you follow us on social media facebook twitter the grams at the rage podcast look us up there check us out so as always remember we must love and protect one another we have nothing to lose but our chains stay calm and strong h soul out so hold